following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. It is uh, episode number 389. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Some of you may be doing that because it airs at Radio Memphis. This show does. It's perhaps midnight, Wednesday night or Thursday morning, depending on where you think about it. That's when it runs, or you've already heard this thing, or it's, well, you haven't. If you're just, if you're just hearing this, you haven't heard it. <laughs> A lot of folks downloaded as well, too. So there you go. Got a big show for you on the way. It's another two-parter getting going to happen here. If you missed the uh, the great performance from Mick Colossa, you will certainly get a chance to to hear it. We got part one of it here on this episode. Um, part two is going is is good too. It's well, it's all good. It's it's all fun. We don't like to run garbage over here, although <laughs> although we 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 have our we have our moments. Oops, pardon. Excuse me. There we go. There we're making adjustments. You know, doing the professional thing. Yeah, buddy. I was uh, I was just sitting here getting ready to um, come in and record this thing. Uh, a couple of uh, I've I've heard from people. I go, how how do you even do this? You're scripting it, right? I don't know. I don't. It's just you just kick on the mic and you go. And there's people that say that it takes them you know many many hours to produce their episodes of their podcast, and and uh, they seem to be mystified about the fact that I don't edit the breaths out of it. I don't edit anything out of it. I don't even add. I can screw up a, a phrase or a word or something. I, I don't. I don't. Edit, I don't edit nothing. Y'all are lucky this is even happening. But I was sitting there thinking, you know, what what I was going to get into, and I've got a couple of things before we get to to Mick. Uh, and this just came across my desk at the at the point of production right here. Is it, it, we have, I, it's I, it's odd to say breaking news because there's nothing really broken about it. Uh, this comes to, uh, to us from, uh, the CBS affiliate here in Memphis, Tennessee. That would be W R E G. That's your news channel three. Um, police are Memphis police are investigating a shooting. They do that a lot here. (laughs) Memphis is always in the show with, Hey, you know, stop shooting each other. But in this particular case, Oh, howdy. It wasn't what people were expecting to see at all. From the Memphis Police Department Twitter feed, officers are on the scene of a shooting at 6660 Poplar Avenue. That's the Kroger Fuel Center. One male has been pronounced dead, deceased. Gonski, adios, motherfucker. Uh, I added all that. Uh, Dead on the scene. The investigation is ongoing at this point. Now, they responded to it by saying, Preliminary information reveals a disagreement between the victim and the suspect occurred prior to the shooting. The suspect, who has been detained, is reportedly the security guard. Investigators are sorting through the details and have several witnesses to interview. Uh, Following up that, they wrote, 54-year-old Gregory Livingston was charged with second-degree murder. All right, so what happened was, apparently... Officers responded there to check it out. They said the preliminary information revealed that an argument between the victim and the suspect happened. Of course, that's typically how that works. Uh, the security guard pulled his gun and shot dude at the, at the gas pump. 
during the affidavit, Memphis police confirmed a security guard, 54-year-old Gregory Livingston, approached officers and told them that he'd sh- shot a man. The shooting victim's girlfriend witnessed the incident and told the police that Livingston and her boyfriend argued over the volume of his of music coming from their car. The girlfriend had her boyfriend come back to the car, but then he exited the car and told Livingston that they should, quote, talk like men, end quote. Shortly after, the victim was shot to death by Livingston and surveillance cameras captured the entire incident. Livingston has been charged with second-degree murder. A Kroger spokesperson uh, released the following statement, quote, the Kroger Delta Division is working in full cooperation with the Memphis Police Department, blah, 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 blah. This is an active investigation. Therefore, we are deferring all questions to local law enforcement for their integrity of the investigation. There you go. <clears throat> Shot at some bitch because his music was too loud. Yeah. Yeah, people need to calm down. I know it's hot and all. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. but it, it, And the fuses do get shorter, but it's it's just... It's it's Jesus Christ. I, I put up with it all the time here, uh, where I you know where I live here in Cooper Young. I live in an entertainment district, so there's a lot of a lot of noise, a lot of traffic, a lot of things that happen in and around. And sometimes there's some guy uh, uh, clearly advertising to the world that he has a tiny penis, and he sits there and he cranks on this whatever vehicle he's on, and he's just just idling that motherfucker, just stepping on the gas or twisting the handle, whatever he's doing. It's loud. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And then he Steve McQueen's it out of the driveways, and down the road he goes, and the and it's like okay that's annoying a b very dangerous and and c it only lasts just a few moments. So typically, what I have to remind myself is when I hear something becoming increasingly uh, annoying, <laughs> just ride it out a moment and it and it'll go away. And that's what that's the thing here. The, the security guard should have just okay. So he's annoyed that this guy's playing his music really loud, but you know you just have to. Give him a second, and it'll 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 it'll, it'll stop. Since the guy was done pumping gas, it'll stop. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard it's hard to be patient these days. It really is. Um, it's there's so much that we've had to endure over the past eighteen months. Hell, over the past five years, we've been dealing with all sorts of crazy bullshit that's gone on here and. We're tired. We're all tired. We're, we're all a little annoyed and tired. Now they're trying to make everybody go back to school. Um, if I had kids, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow. The, I wouldn't allow the. I wouldn't allow those little bastards back to school. Nah, it's too dangerous. But everybody's like, you know, what? Because look, you know, being at home has its rewards. It has its advantages, and a lot of uh, companies are now allowing their their staff to stay home and work from home. a lot of companies are doing this. So they're realizing that they can actually do the same thing from home instead of being up in the office and they do it more, far more efficiently and they're happier. I'm happy when I'm working at home. I'm at home right now. That's the running joke at the beginning of this thing from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, studio A is where we are. I like working from here. I don't have to deal with people too, too terribly often. Oh, but it's fun though, isn't it? It's fun. Look, I like having people around in the studios. You know, we're talking, we're chatting, we're having fun, we're having a good time. We're all on common ground. I just don't like going to like public places like, you know, grocery stores. I used to really dig that, but now it's like, okay, I want to get in, get what I need and get out. Lord of mercy. 
it what it is what it is. All right, uh, we shall pause here uh, in a moment. <clears throat> oh shit! Mick Colossa is going to join the program, taken from a uh, an, a recent episode of Booze and Blues. You're going to hear him chat. You're going to hear him play. You're going to hear him sing songs, and you're going to hear the band that's behind him. And boy, howdy, were they awesome! You're going to hear all that and some really sweet stories too. Some fun with uh, Natalie and I and Mark uh, Mark Caldwell and everybody that was involved. Uh, that's coming up here in just a bit. We'll take this brief break, and when we're back, it is part one of Mick Colossus' appearance right here on this very program. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-296-1495. 800-296-1495. 800-296-1495. That's 800-296-1495. Hi, Mick. How are you? You know, if I was doing any better, there'd need to be three of me. <laughs> Always with the great lines. You told one the other night at the... Uh, at the uh, at Jack Rowell's jam about Jimi Hendrix, that it, it had me laughing. Wait, I said when, and who was it? Somebody had just turned like sixty eight, and I said, just remember that when Jimi Hendrix was your age, he'd been dead forty one years. <laughs> so, <laughs> me, I just turned twenty three for the third time a while ago. Uh, oh, good, congratulations. Yes, hey, let me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been, sir? Yeah, great. Like I said, we uh, you know we finished up this album, cut this record, yeah. Uh, got the crew together and decided what the heck, so we cut a Christmas album that'll be coming out later this year. Uncle Mick's Christmas album. Uncle Mick's Christmas album. Yeah, cool. we uh, we. Has it got a lot of dirty we, music in it? Well, we we. <laughs> it's it's totally Memphis. I mean, oh, good. We, yeah. we we hired the 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 best Memphis musicians we could afford, and. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm over here. <laughs> But uh, we took Frosty to New Orleans, <laughs> and uh, we kind of stopped before we got there and did a little bit of Jingle Bells in, in the bayou in the swamp. Did a real swampy version of Jingle Bells. Cool. Kind of Frighten children. Oh, awesome. But uh, <laughs> but did... Uh, it, it will. It will. I played it for Vinnie like Marie, that. and he said, oh, my God, I don't want my grandkids to hear this. Uh, also... Did a Mariah Carey song the way it was supposed to be done, as as if BB King had done it. I want a lot for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you, yeah. Oh yeah. You know that's just that was just that was fun to do because I frankly, I had never heard her sing it, so it was real easy for me to just. Christmas 
just like Mariah. Just like Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny how you were able to yeah, pull that I mean, off. That's <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously good. That'll <laughs> uh, be fun, though. We That'll had so much fun doing that. We, you know, we got together with Rick Steff. Spent who who plays better, anything, yes. Spent the better part of an hour and a half rehearsing, and then we went to the studio. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of originals on it, a couple of instrumentals uh, with little samples of Christmas songs throughout. Bill did the most amazing solo of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen on a bass guitar that you ever heard. I mean, it wow. was stunning. So, had a lot of fun. Mark Franklin came in and played a little bit of trumpet. So. Yeah, yeah. Got to have that. Now, of course, Eric Hughes had to come in and blow some harp on it because Eric's been on every one of your records. I, Eric, like I said, the only person other than I who's been on every one of my blues albums is Eric Hughes. Yeah, I did one album that he wasn't on it, but it was I did it when I was living in Kalamazoo. It's all so before you even came here, yeah. right? Before I came here, uh, it was all trout fishing songs. Yes, I love that record. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff happening on that album. So, so you know, other fun stuff. We've got this music going on. We just got back from the, the North Atlantic Blues Festival a couple of weeks ago where <laughs> Tennessee Redemption got to see each other again. It had been 16 months since they'd wow. seen each other. Yeah. So they got up and blew everybody away. Did a I, great job. I bet. I bet. Um, so I had to be there for because of Tennessee Redemption on Saturday and Tully Bray on Sunday. Had a couple of endless blues hacks there I needed to see. Well, yeah, you're repping them. Yeah. Yeah. And I got bomb bombarded by all kinds of Boston blues bands who wanted to record on on, on the album. And I said, <laughs> you know, when you call your yeah I, yeah, but you came here yeah, you know she's Memphis you, yeah. When they, when they call themselves the Delta Kings from Boston from Boston, <laughs> and then they sing about going back to the Delta and eating beignets. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't no, know. No, I don't no. know. But uh, thanks. You know, I it, it happens. It happens. <laughs> But I had several. I said, you know, send me the stuff. I said, but frankly, I said, if you can't sell 4,000 CDs in a year, yeah, I'm not going to talk with you. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody can do that right now. <laughs> it's hard to sell anything right now. Well, well CDs, but yeah. But I, I tell you what. I mean, you know, they, the CD sales at, at the North Atlantic Festival are always amazing. Really? Yeah. yeah. R.B. Stone sold almost 100. <laughs> Mr. Sip ran out after 500. He didn't bring wow. it up. He played it a few years ago. But I, I sold well over 100 there. I ran out, too. How are, how are uh, physical sales versus downloads doing for you? Well, you know, physical sales uh, are probably one... 20th as many you know I get more downloads sure but, but they are I can tell you this this is what it was downloads versus physical sales right 97% of the entries that I get for sales are downloads 99% of the money is physical sales <laughs> oh my god that's so twisted oh yeah yeah well I, I, Eric said it perfect last night he said listen if you don't want to buy a CD go ahead and stream me but I need you to play it at least 25,000 times <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand. Yeah, you know it's it's really crazy, and you know I'm getting some stuff from YouTube. But there's a guy who has got take, took my song "Baby's Got Another Lover" and puts pictures, sexy women on it. Of course, the song is about my wife's alcoholism, which eventually killed her. But they want to. It's about whatever they want it to be. That's got three quarters of a million views. Oh wow! And he's made about sixteen thousand dollars on it, and I've made about nine hundred. Yeah. From my music. Yeah, from that end of it. Yeah, well. 
So yeah. that, that's what musicians are here for, to make money for other people. That's like, well, that's, somebody's got to yeah. do it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just flashed on another one, that one of Eric's comments, that karaoke, it's a Japanese word for we used to hire bands. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's kind of true, actually. Yeah, well, it is, unfortunately. It is unfortunately true. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, radio stations, uh, you know, playing, um, you know, your, your A-list talents, your, your top 40s and stuff, they, they pay 32 thousandths of a penny per spin. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, I, you know, I get a lot of airplay for my stuff. And, uh, but I have one song from my Blind Lemon album that yeah. is, getting, is still getting played twice a week on, on uh, Bluesville. Yeah. And that's like anywhere from $27 on up per spin. Yeah. Well, see, now that's a little bit different yeah, because yeah. it's a subscription service. Yeah, yeah, so so I think it's what half the half the subscription fee goes back to the artist. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. I love it when they play my stuff, you know, for a whole bunch of reasons. But well, sure. Hurt. I mean, that song has paid for the album. Yeah. And that's never happened before. Well, oh, that's fantastic. No, it's, it's a weird world now. I mean, I, I think yeah, coming out of this pandemic, it's going it to change yeah. a lot more, too, I, I would think. You know, I'm finding out it's on, on Beale Street. Uh, you know, people have lists of, lists of top 40, old top 40 songs. They want people to, you know, play these classic rock songs oh, sure. in the middle yeah. of it. Uh, but, you know, we still got some good blues going on there and throughout town. But well, I, guess I, don't, now, I don't know where it's all going to go. You know, in terms of, of music, it's harder. We've got probably 10 or more times more blues music coming out than there was back in the heyday. Right. But, uh, boy, the money's hard. Yeah, it's going to come down to ticket sales, ultimately. Sure. I, th I think it's what it boils down to mm -hmm. is, you know, festivals, you know, venues, if you can get paid for those, you know, guarantees. And everybody's... Yeah. And those are paying less right now. We got to see if it bounces back after yeah after the next surge. Yeah, was it monkeypox is on the way too behind well, this? No, no, we just <laughs> now we have the the the, the Delta the uh, the unvaccinated pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Go I'm, get your I'm shot, people. For the epsilon strain to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Um, so the new record, uh, Wasted Youth, is uh, it's it's out now, isn't it? No, actually, is out uh, in five days. Friday, five days. Friday is the official release date. Okay. I'm so we're sneaking to, it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we're sneaking it in tonight. I'm hoping that uh, the the post office can come through and within a ten day time span get the CD out to most DJs. Yes. It's hard telling because you know right now, I mean, it's. Uh, Post office distance from Memphis to Los Angeles is about seventy days, I think. It, That's it, about right. Yes, it's yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. it's nuts. From if, if it gets there at all. From here to Midtown, I think is three days. Well, I had stuff that I, I sent some albums out to some friends, and they got to Michigan before they got to Nashville. Oh wow! Wow, <laughs> yeah, because the they probably had to go there through Michigan because they anyway. Thanks to Lewis DeJoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you, so, <laughs> are you having any kind of like official CD release type celebration? Or right like? here. This this you're in it. it. This, this is, is it. it. This you're is in it. it. We, we are talking about an official release celebration for the Christmas album. We got to work that out. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. 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 But this, um, you know, some venues asked if we wanted to do it, and I mm -hmm. said, well, because of the way the album came together. Uh, and who's going to be around and who isn't? We just figured it'd be easier just to pick a Sunday to, night and come down pick here. Pick a Sunday it. night and come here, and and this works out better. And 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 it actually really did because 
Jeff has picked up this second job where he's off. Yeah, he drove here from Louisville to be here tonight. Louisville. Louisville. What do you what do you what are you running horses over there now? Say it while you got a mouthful of marbles. Louisville. I'm a horse breeder. Animal husbandry at its finest, as it. That seems to that seems to be legal in Kentucky. Apparently, it is. Absolutely. McColossa and his band. We haven't had you down here with a band in a long time. Hi. It's usually just been yeah, you by yourself. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember which album it was. It was. You've got so many of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't I say it like it was, it was a was bad thing. <laughs> no. I think David Donovan and Lee and. Yeah. I can't remember who was playing. <laughs> was it when it was? Was it when we were about over at the house? It could no, be no, over. that that was the, the first time, and that was Bill and Jeff. Yeah, Bill, and Bill, yeah, Bill and Jeff and you. Yeah, I actually, was here with a band once. Yeah, but it was quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah we've been here for seven years. Yeah, so well, this, yeah. this was some version of the Taylor Made Blues Band, which is no longer extinct because I don't live in Taylor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I need a Memphis Made Blues. How long band. you been in Memphis now? Oh, I don't know. What month is this? Uh, July. <laughs> I moved here in February. Okay. Celebrated my. You're a neighbor of mine, actually. Yeah, yeah. They're in the hood. Maybe. A whole you lot guys of. Been stealing your Amazon packages. Yeah. <laughs> I was. You know, I've got. I've got ring that doorbell thing, and I get in and out. You know, so somebody's at your front door. I looked at it, and somebody from Amazon had come, just left it on the porch. I got this thing that I bought through Amazon <laughs> to to put in there and locks it up, and I I just said, hey. Amazon, turn around and come back. Put it back in me. <laughs> this is the house talking to you. <laughs> Sorry, miss. <laughs> At least it wasn't get off my lawn. No, I saved that. Save, save that for later. All right, so uh, you're here. We're gonna play some tunes. We're gonna play some stuff off of the album here. But uh, you wanted to, you wanted to get into get into some live. Music yeah, we here. need need to. Well, you know, this is this is we haven't played together in long, long time. We're going to do a couple of songs from my first blues album, Mississippi Mick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song was first recorded, this is a cover, first recorded in Memphis uh -huh. in 1967. Oh, I song. was just a baby. Guy wrote this song and said, I know it's going to be a hit. He ran it down to the studio and they, they had this young band with a 15-year-old lead singer and they cut thing and within a couple of weeks it was number one all over the all over the place. Wow. Moved the Beatles from holding the top five down to holding two through six. <laughs> uh, then that the was a year, sad day. Next year, some British guy did it and rocked it out. We brought this song back to Memphis about ten years ago. And we do it more or less exactly like this. Ticket for an aeroplane. Ain't got time, take no fast train. My lonely days are gone. I got to spend I got to get back Got to get back to my baby once again My lonely days are gone I'm going home 
couldn't live without me no more That's how it's supposed right. to be done, That's you see. How you do it. That's how you do it. Write her a letter, honey. <laughs> Going back to Memphis. Why, why wasn't your version a number one hit? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Uh, Joe you know, Cocker always gets it. Joe Cocker always stealing the thunder from everybody else. <laughs> 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 we got time for another one before we take a break. One. Do another one. Uh, we're not going to grab a break, and then we'll, then we'll start getting into the other, uh, the other stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we want to use this one to set up. Okay, that'll be fine. Another song. This, my new album is called Wasted Youth. And uh, uh, this song... Which has actually, pictures of you as a young man. This this song I did back when I was in my 50s. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this song kind of inspired the first line. 
of the song Wasted Youth. Right. So, and I hope that becomes apparent when you hear Wasted Youth and understand what we did. Okay. But this song... Ready? This is... I had to steal a couple things from the Beatles to get this song started. So. <laughs> Why not? And, you know, what they... They're they not doing anything with care. it now. No, they don't care. The, uh, the the album is called a, a, a Wasted Youth. The new album is called Wasted Youth. Yeah, and we've got the title track. I'm going to play it right now. We'll take a break out of that, and we'll come back and play some more. How's That's that? Pretty good plan. That sounds like a plan. Here's the tune. It's uh, This is the premiere of it right here yeah. on Radio Memphis. the facts 
tell everybody listening who's who's who's, who's who these miscreants this you. Amazing band. These miscreants you have. This, this band is made of so many different bands. I've lost count. <laughs> on, on lead, lead guitar. Yeah. And, and lead charm. Lead charm. Is Jeff Jensen. Of the Jeff Jensen Band, yes. Tennessee Redemption, yes. and the Mormon yeah. Tabernacle yeah. Choir. Yes. yes. On drums, we have Jumpin' James Cunningham. Yeah. It's always good to see yeah. Mr. Mr. Cunningham. The Wampus Cats. That's right. And Reba Russell Band, but so is Jeff. <laughs> and 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 also the cross-pollinating. It's incestuous. Also the, is what the third it is. drummer for the Grateful Dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on on bass is. The most amazing, Bill Rafino, from the Jeff Jensen Band, Tennessee Redemption, Barbara Brown, Barbara Brown, <laughs> Barbara Blue, Barbara Blue. It was a color and, of some and, sort, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, one of those colors. Sorry, Barbara. Sorry, Barbara. I know better than that. That's, Next time I see Bob her, Dylan whiskey. That's it's going to my head. It's thank you for bringing it. It's delicious. It's it delightful. Yes. I feel like knocking on heaven's door right now. Yeah, oh. it's very nice. Instead, we're going to knock out a song. Please do so. New album. Please do it. This one features the one and only Bill Rafino. I, I wrote this song so that Bill could go crazy. He's got another song on there that he goes crazy on. You can play that one later. Well, well that's fine. Well, well, let's get this one first well, here. Let's do this one. One at a time, people. One at a time. Well, he could play both at I'm the same time. I'm sure he could, yeah.
I remember those couple lines there at the end, but what the heck? <laughs> you know, if I, if I wrote it, I can't remember. We, we didn't miss it. We didn't miss it. We didn't miss it. No, no. That's that's a, that's a new one. It's on the it's on the it's on the new record. It's on the record. Well, it's so no nice wonder it's, it still has that new song smell on it. Yeah, it does. It does. It. And literally, that is the first time we played it since we recorded it eight months ago. Oh wow! What's a new song smell like? What does a new song smell like? Well, it depends well, on like that. Song. Yeah. Yeah, My no. son likes the yeah, smell of a new right. CD. When he the first takes that cellophane off, he likes to smell nah. it. See, I, I, I mean, I don't get that, but... Oh, don't you remember? I, 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 my my CDs like to go commando. <laughs> when you get to, when you when, when you would buy the vinyl, right, and you take the plastic off of it, oh, and you yeah. crack that cardboard right before you pull the pull the oh, vinyl, yeah. and there's there was a smell to that. It was like, ooh, that's factory, that's lovely, that's I'm here, I'm hearing it already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need smell vision. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, continue, sir. Do another did you, one from did, you did you talk about wasted youth? Oh. No, did we didn't you? talk no, about yeah. wasted youth. Spend a little bit of time doing that? Please talk a minute about that if you don't mind. Well, yeah, I, because, I mean, it, we, yeah, we have just, a seat. We just had that guy smoke him if you got him. Bill, now's the time if you needed to. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the song Wasted Youth, again, you know, I said, I got to face the facts. I was feeling sorry for myself one day and sitting there uh, thinking, damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> Which is really better than the alternative when you get right down to it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, just started, you know, I, I, because of that song "Time In" on my side that we we played before the break. Yeah. Uh, that line that recurs, I gotta face the facts. Time in on my side. So I thought it was a good way to start the, the other song. I said I gotta face the facts. Uh, um, but that was only in a song. There's facts I've been ignoring for way too long. And it got into Wasted Youth. And the whole song, the purpose of that song is to bemoan the fact that youth is wasted on young people. Because they and don't know a, how good it is until, you know, until they it's use not, it up. Yeah. Yeah. My son is starting to realize that. He's, he's 45 and 
Man, I remember when I was young. This, oh God, kid, you're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so uh, yeah, so you, anyway, the song is just talking about yeah, you know, you move a little slower. But uh, yeah, I can get out. So it's it's sort of like that that old thing that I, I still talk about. It's the uh, you know when you were young and you would you know you you trip over something, you bang something, and you got a bruise, or you wake up with a strange injury, and you, you just you just whatever. Yeah. And now you look at it and you go, this is how it ends. <laughs> this might be it. This, this is how it ends. This, this is, is the beginning of the end. Stub toe was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and 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 it's it is it's so it's so true because you do get to a certain age where one day you look yourself in the mirror, and you know what the hell happened? This was not like Who this. Who the hell is that? Yeah. Where, <laughs> this was supposed to be 1985. Why is this? You know what happened to all this time? What, what did I do? Where did it go? What did I do with myself? Yeah. Well, I, but you know I. But as we've talked about just recently, I've, I've, in the last seven years, I've lost about 100 pounds. Yes, you, yeah, and you look fantastic. In the last 18 yeah. months, I lost 60 of them. And uh, my doctor said, make you 15 years younger. So when I said I was older when I wrote that song. Right. So it really was. I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. Now, the mirror still says, <laughs> look, buddy. My, my father is 88. And uh, when, he turned, when he turned 88, I said, so what's it like being 88? And he goes, I don't know. I've never been 88 before. Yeah, I'll let you know later. <laughs> you know? I, I just I got back from Michigan. I visited my mom. <laughs> yeah. 94. Oh, great. That's I, wonderful. I, I, wow. I did a little show for the folks in the, the assisted living. In the, where she stays she at, is. yeah. Aww. And then I went to a theater and did a bigger show. Yeah. I sang some different songs. I didn't sing any songs about pot for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom may Michigan, not have been too appreciative so, of so that, I guess. It's, it's legal there. But, well, yeah, well. But it, it's, uh, but it's funny. I, I did some old songs like Sunny Side of the Street. And, yeah. And uh, great-grandfathers met great-grandmother when she was a dear young miss. Great-grandfather, one great-grandmother With words more or less like this Lavender blue, dilly-dilly Lavender green I'll be your king, dilly-dilly You'll be my queen So, they all sing well, along with it. Sad. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's what they wanted song. to hear. Yeah, it's an old Burl Ives song from the '40s. Well, sure, predates me, but uh, they <laughs> loved it, and, and you know, so we had fun. And, and then you launched into Grapes and Greens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because Mom was born in 1927, so this. Have you ever met that crazy reefer man? Oh yes. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy reefer man. Oh. Smokes a reefer and gets high. He goes flying through the sky. Yeah, that reefer man. <laughs> that was that was written the year my mom was born. Yes. So there was some relevance wow. to it. We had fun recording that. That was. We rec we recorded that the same. At the same time, J.P. Soares recorded it yes. on uh, on his album, so we always threatened to get together and have a reefer man off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. well, you so, might... so in Wasted Youth, you said uh, three electric guitars. What made you do yeah. that? Well, you know, it's, it's got that... And 
as I played it, the more we worked it out, the more I knew I needed to have Brad Webb on it. Brad just brings something with a slide guitar that... Yes, he does. And so what we did on that is that I'm, I'm doing... Jeff then comes in, and then Brad comes in, so it builds up with the three guitars, and it just... It's a hell of a fun song. And then uh, we uh, originally... I had Bobby Rush blow harp on it, but Bobby really doesn't play that kind of music. That's right. So what we did is we saved that track, and we're going to cut it again acoustically with Bobby playing harp. Oh, yeah. You don't waste Bobby Rush. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. But, uh, so I had Eric Hughes come in and blow harp on it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's fun song. Why they got to waste youth on the young. They don't know how good they got it till it's already gone. Mm -hmm. They're having their fun. Yeah, I had mine, but damn, I'd like to have me just a little more time. Well, sure. Wouldn't yeah. we all? I sing about, you know, feels, still feels good to be singing the blues. When I step off the stage, I feel like I've been abused. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, that isn't true because it's the most no, empowering thing. No. <laughs> you're, a, you're a prolific writer. I mean, I, this, I remember you telling me about this album like Right before the pandemic, yeah. I mean, you've been you've been working this one for a little while. Oh yeah, we we. Uh, I mean, you're already like two albums ahead of this one. I mean, in, oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah, on paper oh, and in your head, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one we started recording it in. Uh, we started recording it in November of last year. Yeah. Um. But you know, again, I was working on uh, uh, some of the songs. There's some songs on this that were originally going to be on. The last album, if you can't be good, be good at it. Right. Uh, but we was working out with the band at the time, and uh, with, with the band I had, Taylor Made Blues Band, and I didn't like the way they were playing some of the songs, so we pulled them back. And the timing actually works out pretty well. There's one song on on it called "It Hurts to Let You Go," and I wrote it in anticipation of losing my wife. I knew that mm. she wasn't going to make it. She was in hospice. Well, she wasn't, but when I wrote it, but I knew, right? You know, inevitably, what was going to happen. She, smoked and drank herself to death that's yes. just the way it worked so I and I started writing that song and I purposely made it vague rather than telling our specific story I wanted to write it so that people could take it and own it for you know for their own their yeah, own thing yeah. I've, I've had so many people tell me what my songs are about you know it's I, I don't want to compare myself with my uh, fourth cousin uh, John Lennon, right? Uh, <laughs> which was the strangest thing I ever discovered. Yes, that you're related to John yeah. Lennon. Yeah, uh, but uh, he he got so tired of people finding meanings in his song that he never intended. Like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, legitimately was right, right. Picture his son drew, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, so he wrote, "I am the Walrus." Just to mess people up. Go sure. find something in this. Go be <laughs> and he, 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 he changed, you know, in, in the middle of recording. He said, no, I like... It was sitting on a cornflake waiting for the man to come. <laughs> well, somebody could make a man to come. Okay, no, waiting for the van to come. And, and you know, crab -a locker fish wife, pornographic priestess, man, you put a naughty boy, you let your knickers down. Yeah. God, that's got to mean something. I remember friends spent... <laughs> Many, many lids of pot trying to figure out what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Procol Harum, uh, they went through the same thing with um, uh, Wider Shed of Pale. It's, it's such an easy song if you just listen to it. But the lyrics mean nothing. Well, I mean, even they Steely... Could, they're open to interpretation, let's put yeah, it that way. And Steely you know? Dan right. had, like, 
uh, lyrics and symbols for certain things mm-hmm. they would say in their songs too. Is what. Yeah, it's all. It's some of you know. It, was, it, it really that song sprung out of the Canterbury Tales. Yeah, and and then you just take it where it goes, and you know. Well, as an artist, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's fair to say that as an artist, you you're not necessarily your job is not necessarily to assign any meaning to any creative piece. It's for the audience to. Yeah, I, and I, it, that finally occurred to me. That song I was, I was talking about earlier, "Baby's Got Another Lover," the song that that, that I wrote about my my wife's alcoholism years ago. Uh, and yeah, you know, I've had people drive 400 miles to a show to hear that song done live. Wow! <laughs> really. <laughs> Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. Now that we're all spending more time at home, let us help you keep things feeling calm and peaceful. We have a huge selection of incense, including sticks, cones, and powders, along with burners to keep your home smelling great and feeling calm. We also offer sage, palo santo, smudges, and room sprays. Add some crystals, singing bowls, or candles, and choose from a variety of mindful living gifts to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. And I know that your daughter also went through. Yeah, Cassie. The, and uh, you wrote songs uh, about her as well. Yeah. Her coach, kept her head up. Mm. That song got a parental warning, by the way. Did it really? What? Because I Why? said because she kept her high head up high. It's, 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 she lost her hair, but she never lost her sass. She kept her head up high while she was kicking Cancer's ass. Well, that, of course. Oh, Shut red up. flag. Red yeah. Oh, my God. That, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like Donald Trump said it, so I guess it's bad. I, I, <laughs> hey, but a parental warning will sell you some records. Yeah, yeah it did, man. Yeah. People. <laughs> but anyway, for it to be that. Uh, but anyway. How is she doing? She's doing great. She's cancer-free for a couple of years now. Congratulations. And That's I'm wonderful. Yeah. Uh, next month yeah. for her... Middle uh, daughter is turning 11, so that's a Harry Potter birthday because Harry discovered he was a wizard. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, there you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. It was part two. It's part two of this. And things continue on. Speaking of continuing on, by God, I've got to, I got to, I got to hip you to it. Drinking with dead people is, uh, is, is coming back. Yeah. We, we started this thing April. I think we started shooting April of, yeah, April of 2020. Um, right there at the spring, you know, the, the, the pandemic spring, that's when we started it over and we wound up shooting pretty much the whole, the whole thing at, in, uh, at Elmwood, minus the for the first one and the last one, but uh, it uh, it did it did it did well, and a lot of folks got excited about it. And I got a lot of messages from people that said, "Hey, this is good stuff, man." Um, I I thanked them. I was I was a bit flabbergasted. It was an experiment to see what we could do, see if they, see if it would generate anything. Well, it did. It generated a lot of interest from a lot of things, and so my plan was to take you know like two or three months off and then produce the second season. You know, something to do. Uh, 
And that way I was going to stop at the winter time and not have to, we didn't, we stopped anyway, but you know, I didn't want to shoot in the winter because it will, in hindsight, last winter was rough, but, and I cannot elaborate, but, uh, there were some interested parties into this program. Let me just put it that way. Still is, there still is that this is not, this is not a going away thing. Um, we, we actually, uh, stopped production. Um, I was told, uh, to stay out of YouTube for a minute. I don't know. I don't know why I just was just following the rules. <laughs> I was just playing by the rules and things got pushed and things started happening. And I was working with other people and, uh, still am working with other people. And there's still, there's, there's things happening maybe that might take us off of YouTube in a good way. You know what I mean? This, we could show up somewhere, else I don't, i'm not sure exactly how this is all going to work but nevertheless uh once we got through what we got through and uh, uh i was i was told you know hey go ahead and go ahead and get back on youtube if you want to so i did and sat down and did a bunch of pre-production over the past month i guess it was and developed the second season and there is a promo coming actually a trailer if you will it's about a minute and a half long or so uh, that'll be coming very soon. But before then, there's a little bit of a teaser, and you can find it on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search Drinking with Dead People, and you'll find the channel, and you'll see the latest up- uploaded video as we begin Season 2. Um, also, some things, or some, some things are a little different this time out, uh, and it's a good thing. Uh, Drinking with Dead People is on Instagram, under that name, Drinking with Dead People. And Drinking with Dead People has its own Facebook page. Why? I don't know. But it seems to be working, and so far as of this production is uh, as of right the second as I, as I talk, we're I think it's up to like three hundred likes. I mean, it's not much, but hey, there you go. Some things are things are happening, and so the bottom line is is episode one of season two will drop Sunday, the fifth of September. Yes, and every Sunday after that, that's the production schedule. So every Sunday, probably around noon. The show will be live on YouTube, and you'll be able to uh, to watch it, and it'll be up there forever, or forever long YouTube is. And this season is, like all the others, are 13 weeks long, so it'll be 13, um, 13 stories, and uh, every Sunday from the 5th of September all the way to the last Sunday in November, which I think is the 30th. There's going to be a new episode. Now, what's really kind of cool, and we got lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, Halloween, the 31st of October, falls on a Sunday. Yes, it do. And you know what's going to happen on that night or that day? Nothing special. (laughs) Not kidding. Uh, There will be a Halloween special. Drinking with Dead People Halloween special. And uh, I can't elaborate on it, but uh, it's happening. It's uh, oddly enough going to be in production pretty quickly. And uh, it'll be fun. And so you have some some spooky fun. Uh, it's harmless uh, with uh, with uh, with alcohol and me and stories of dead people. So, so that's that's coming soon. So there you go. That's the latest. So drinking with dead people makes its uh, makes its return to YouTube the 5th of September. That's Sunday um, running all the way to the end of November. So there you go. Hopefully you'll 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 check us out and have some fun with it. Everybody that's seen it, well, not everybody. There is a pretty funny story I can share with you. Um, 
everybody that I've I've talked to about it have, have thoroughly enjoyed it. They've approached me with it. Now I did get a I, I got a snarky comment <laughs> from a viewer <laughs> who was upset about um the episode that I did in the first season about uh I think it's I think it's entitled Drinking with the Traitors, I think is what it was. T R A I T O R S traitors, not not, you know. I have I have wares if you have coin trader. It's not that no, no, this is this is this is about the Civil War. And I made some comment about, you know, how, you know, how how is it that you could something effective, you know, people fighting for the defense to own other people, which is really what it was. I mean, it was a civil war for God's sake, and they were fighting over slavery. I know people argue about that shit all the time, and I knew it was gonna happen. And uh this 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 person <laughs> And commented on the page, on the YouTube page. I think it's still up there. I don't know what's been dealt with, but um, it she he whoever it was said, um, yank called me Yankee scum. That I thought was amusing. And how dare I tread on the South in such in in such manner? And I, I laughed because I'm not from this. I'm not from the Yankee land. I'm not from the North. I'm I I I was born in Louisiana. I, I grew up in Texas. And I live in Memphis, so I'm not Yankee scum. <laughs> scum, maybe, but I'm not a Yankee. I get that. It's all fun and games until somebody gets their panties in a twist. But, you know, hey, that's what happens. And when you do shows like this, you're, you, there, there are going to be times when people are going to take umbrage with the things that you do or say, hell, this show's not, you know, immune from it. It's I get it. Man, when, when the former president had taken office and the 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 vocal whipping I went through over over some of the jokes. I mean, well, he had it coming. And see who's laughing now, huh? Yeah, exactly. Enough of that. You heard what's coming up next week. It's part two of Mick Colossa and his appearance uh, here from Radio Land. More fun things happening too as we uh, as we start to slide in toward the back half of the the back end of summer. Yeah, buddy. So uh, so there you go. Uh, until next time, because I got to go, I got things to do. Until next time, please take care of yourselves, take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radio Land is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.